This is Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, episode number 43. Today we are talking about all the changes being experienced in the work environment and the home environment and how to manage the increasing tension between the two. Stay tuned. Hi, healthcare leaders. I'm Tracy Christofferson. And I'm Michelle Trosett. We're your hosts for Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, and we are so grateful you joined us today. You're about to see healthcare problems and challenges through a brand new lens and take your leadership to a whole new level with this podcast. We've coached healthcare leaders from across North America for over 30 years as they strive to establish healthy healing organizations and thriving work cultures. This is the only podcast that shows healthcare leaders how to apply polarity thinking, the missing logic in healthcare to their reoccurring challenges so they can stop wasting time, money, and resources on fixes that fail. If you want to create a healthy healing organization where staff and leaders thrive and perform at their highest level, where values are aligned, outcomes are sustainable, and the highest quality of care is delivered, then this podcast is for you. Keep listening. Each week, you're going to learn how to leverage a polarity mindset and manage competing priorities as we use a polarity lens to explore everyday challenges with the leaders who are striving to manage them. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. It's Michelle. And Tracy. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. And we are resuming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Zoom from a different place. That's right. Yeah. So we uh, have been acknowledging at the beginning of our podcast that we are in this special space of time where we can't be together physically. So we are going to be recording our podcast series remotely. Yeah. For who knows how long. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? But you know what? It'll work, right? It'll work. That's right. So what are we talking about today, Trace? Oh, boy. Well, today we're talking about work and home (laughs) (laughs) and how those two things just seem to be blending together these days, right, for many, many people. And uh, it's not the first time we've talked about this, right? So we did, I think, episode number 34, which was managing the tension between work and home and why you risk feeling, you know, failure attempting a 50-50 balance <laughs> of work-life <laughs> integration. Wow, gee, hey, here we are, right? And um, we talked about the tension in that episode and the struggles and as, as it related to clinicians and leaders who were burnt out, you know, and having mm-hmm. those kinds of experiences. But, you know, when we recorded that, the world was different. That's and right. <laughs> work and home looked totally different than it does today. And so we really thought that, you know, we, it would be worth revisiting the concept of the work home (laughs) polarity and the tension between the two as we're sitting in in the midst of this, you know, global pandemic. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. We know that the work home tension still exists, but it looks a little different right now, right? Because there's new stresses that are been thrown upon all of us. And we know too, that as leaders, that your team, your staff um, is always on your mind. And, um, and right now the front line, Tracy, the stories that you hear over social media and different, you know, just different emails, different sources. It's, it's really scary stuff, you know, stuff that I know the people on the front line never thought they'd experience and something I thought I'd never hear. 
right? All the new yes. realities. And, you yeah. know, we're so grateful, right? Oh, yeah. We're so grateful to everybody, the leaders and the clinicians. I mean, everybody, all of the healthcare clinicians and providers. I mean, we're just so grateful for everything they're doing and the stresses they're bearing, to your point. Yeah, yeah. Our thoughts and prayers are going out constantly to all of you out there. And, you know, it's, you know, you, you hear the stories about, you know, clinicians having to literally strip off all their clothes in their garage before they can even, you know, enter the house and having to keep six feet away from their family. And, and now, um, you know, the American Nursing Association just posted that the Hilton is offering free hotel rooms to nurses so that, cause they can't go home. I mean, just the changes are incredible. And the whole issue of not having enough protective equipment, you know, the stress that that has caused, and that's, that's constantly changing the availability and how to use them. That's um, changing every day. So we know that clinicians are under tremendous stress today. One of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest uh, difficulties is really increasing the amount of ICU capacity for the COVID patients and, you know, training pediatric uh, clinicians how to work with adults and documentation changes are happening, you know, every day. Um, so there's just a lot of swirling and confusion out there right now. And um, we also know that much of the workforce has uh, shifted to home, that healthcare organizations have had to make those decisions of who can work from home just to help with the social distancing. And some of you are healthcare leaders that you're working every day from your home and some of you are in the organization every day and some of you it's a combination of both, right? And uh, some of you have kids at home that are joining you now. <laughs> so you have to take that into consideration uh, in your home environment with all of the school changes. You know, you might have extended family that has special needs, so you gotta take that into consideration. So really just the whole society has gone through tremendous change right now and huge shifts with uh, the workforce leaving the office uh, in the organization where they normally spend their days and working from home to quote unquote, flatten the curve. Right. Well, and you know, it's, it's hard to differentiate between what's home and what's work yeah. <laughs> you know, for some people, right? It, it just, if you're not used to that working from home, that's really, that's a significant challenge. Like, you know, it, it takes some time to get used to, doesn't it, Michelle? <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Well, you know, for you and I, now we've been working from home for a few years, so it hasn't been like a major change for us, but what's, and I, my whole family works from home. I come from a family of entrepreneurs and my husband and um, one of my sons lives at home with us. And but rarely are we all home at the same time every day, 24 hours a day. So that is something that's very, very different. Um, and my husband is, and uh, our sons are in the real estate business. So they're considered right now while we're taping this podcast as uh, non-essential workers. So their whole business has been grounded. So that's created change uh, in our home as well. And my future daughter-in-law, she works, uh, she is a senior director in a human resources department in a company that's in multiple states. And, um, you know, she shared that the biggest time effort on her plate right now is helping all these workers shift to the home environment and uh, getting them ready to work from home. And uh, there's been a lot of changes with that. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I think it's a, it's a mindset to work yeah. from home too. Right. I mean, so there's just a lot of those kinds of things, but like we've been, like you said, we've been working from home for a long time. My husband and I have worked from home for, you know, years. I mean, we had some travel in there, you know, at different times, but our home work base has always been home. Like that's just where we've worked from. And um, so it, it kind of, the changes kind of seem surreal in some regards because we still get up. We still go through the same thing every day. We still, you know, he goes to the kitchen table here in our rental home <laughs> and I head up the stairs, right? To the little desk upstairs. And we, that's just how we've done it. So that hasn't been significant change for us, but you know, I think it is just the staying home piece. Right. And right. Right. Um, uh, so, you know, you just try to leverage what you have now for me too. Um, I had an accident a few weeks ago and broke my leg. So I haven't been that mobile anyway. So being out and about hasn't really been much of an option. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of lucked out in that regard, right? It just, I, I wasn't going to be going anywhere anyway. I wasn't going to be on the golf course, that's for sure, right? Yep. And you're not, uh, you're not missing out in too much. <laughs> no, no, no. But it is just, you know, shifting your mind. We have, you know, kind of taken to walking in the evening and my little walking boot as far as I could go for a little bit just to get out and have some air, right? Fresh air. But my mm -hmm. kids have certainly experienced uh, the changes as well. And my family is kind of spread across the country. Um, and my youngest son, who works in a healthcare organization, he's working from home every other week so that him and his co-partner at work you know, aren't in the building and exposed to the same things at the same time. It's really kind of one of those smart mm -hmm. decisions, right? Mm -hmm. um, and he's been exposed and had to be tested. And luckily he, you know, he tested negative for the virus. But, you know, my daughter, she's working from home <clears throat> with equipment that <laughs> is not like of the best, right? To be working from home with computers that don't have all the essentials on them that you need to be working from home and kids running around and right. She's trying to, she's getting up early, right? To do what she needs to do to get her work done because there's no way she can get it done when the three kids running around. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and my son, Dan is a professor is teaching from home now, right. Instead yeah. of going to the university. So everybody is, you know, experiencing things in different ways. And, um, and for us, you know, we have conferences we were going to speak at and attend and different speaking engagements and all of those have been canceled. So it certainly changed our, um, our work and, uh, where we were going to be over the course of the next couple of months and the people we were going to be engaged with. So you know, it, it's, there's changes for everybody in different degrees, I guess, as well. And, um, you know, one of the things that we know for the healthcare leaders, right, you've had to make a lot of adaptations during this. So time. many. Mm -hmm. You know, your work life, your home life, everything's turned upside down and it's stressful. Change and all those kinds of challenges are stressful. And you hold such an accountability uh, to the staff, to the patients, to the communities, right, that you're serving. And these are just such unprecedented times. Um, and so, you know, you're, you know, you're working longer hours and shifting all of these, uh, you know, elements and, um, you know, sharing work and home assignments and just different things with different people and doing the best that you absolutely can. Right. And we know that you're, you know, you're in command centers, you're working long hours, you're trying to protect the patients and the workers and dealing with, you know, kind of this um, defined capacity in the healthcare system. It's continuous change. 
change in policy, change in procedure, change in approaches, change in everything, uh, every day, right? Every day. Every and, and for those of you, you know, that don't have, you know, the high um, capacities of patients right now, you're preparing for them, right? And you're trying right. to learn and do as much as you can and be on top of everything so that when you do get that influx, you're going to be ready and more prepared and you're, you know, leaning into the experiences of others and trying to get as much information as you can. Um, so, you know, for those of you that are in the heat of it right now, you're preparing to be, right? And you're being creative when it comes to supporting your employees with, they have childcare issues now. They have, you know, kids that were in school for eight hours a day are now home for eight hours a day. And many people aren't prepared to deal with that. Right. Um, you know, and so you have to manage that and you're trying to help those people do that while you're trying to carry the burden of the changes that need to happen in the organization. So, you know, this is big stuff, right? And um, and you're, you know, you're trying to assure adequate technology is available for those that have to work from home. And, you know, there's just, um, you know, I think it was a, was Gartner that indicated that, you know, like 54% of the human resource leaders, um, that there's poor technology and infrastructures to support remote working. So it's not just, Hey, go work from home. <laughs> right. right. It's you like, need the, you need the tools to work from home. There's a whole infrastructure yeah. that has to happen for that. Right. And, uh, so there's just, it's just accelerated the development, the placement of these kinds of things. And, while this is overwhelming and it's a lot right now, just think of the infrastructures that will be in place in Ugh. the future and how this is going to change how we do everything. So it, it seems hectic. It seems stressful. It seems overwhelming. But everything happens for a reason, I believe. And I think, you know, um, this is just preparing us for a different way of being and doing in the future. And, you know, Zoom is our normal. Michelle and I are on Zoom every day together, right? Every or day. with other people. Yep, yep. So, you know, it is a great tool and there are a lot of other really great uh, tools out there to use to meet and connect with people. And we just use Zoom, you know, recently with my family to connect, you know, my husband's parents and our kids and our grandkids and us. And so, you know, just lean in. <laughs> Technology can be your friend. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, it is, it is funny because, you know, we kind of take for granted using Zoom because we, you, like you said, Tracy, we use it every day. Mm -hmm. This is how we do our business. And it's fun to listen to some of the leaders out there that said, oh my gosh, the first 30 minutes of our meeting was hysterical. Just wa you know, watching people learning how to use Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, my daughter-in-law, who uh, works for you know in HR that I mentioned earlier, she said it's what she's finding amazing is that people are showing up to meetings on time more via the technology rather than the in-person, and that people are paying more attention. And so it, I think that I think the learnings and lessons we're we're going to get out of this are just going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, they are. So today uh, we are going to talk about how to manage the tension between work and home, which is part of pillar two in the dynamic balance effect of managing tensions. And we know that this tension is more significant than ever because as you know, we've already alluded, the rules are changing and the rules at home are changing, the rules at work are changing. And, and we also know that you know, if you get overwhelmed right now in a, in a leadership role during this time, you're gonna experience an increase in feelings of tension between the obligations of your work demands and at home. 
And um, there can be increased feelings of stress um, at this time and an increased sense of sacrificing home for work. You know, you, you brought work home before. Well, now you're really bringing it home, right? And, um, you know, you, you might even start to feel resentful and uh, it might be hard. Even though you're with your family, it might be really hard to, to be fully present with them while you are at home because you still have work requirements. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so it's really important at this time to be really just highly vigilant, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, the thriving leader really knows that this is not a time to be perfect, right? That perfect goes right out the window at this yeah. point in time. And that thriving leader notices or just knows it's all I have to do is focus on being good enough, right? Mm -hmm. I need to be good enough, bring what I have right now in this moment, show up the best that I can. And that's what, you know, in both environments, work and home. Right? right. Just be the yep. best you can and um, don't try to do it perfectly because you're dealing with things you've never dealt with before. <laughs> so who knows what perfect is in this situation anyway, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, you know, as a, as a thriving leader, there's some really, you know, key steps that they're taking um, to, you know, at work and at home to mm -hmm. kind of stay sane, right? Achieve the greater good and thrive through the crisis. And some of those things that they're doing at work is they're just, as I said, showing up and just doing the best they can with the skills that they have. And, um, you know, they're claiming their power to really be creative, to meet the new needs, um, and to kind of just step into that, to stand strong and to look for creative opportunities. Um, and the other thing that they're doing is they're looking for possibility. So what does this make possible for us in the midst of all of this at home or at work? Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, they're, they're leading now uh, for the future, right? They're looking at it from, you know, what's happening now and how will that serve us in, well into the future as we move forward. And, you know, of course, near and dear to our heart is they're leaning into their strengths. Mm -hmm. So they're taking action from a strength-based position. You know, here's where I'm strong. These are the gifts and strengths I have to offer. And here's how I can leverage them versus, oh my gosh, I don't know anything about that, right? Like not, not getting into what they don't have or what they don't know or the skills they haven't created or developed so far, but what they have and just leveraging that to be the best they can right now. And they're, <laughs> and in the process, yeah. they're growing and learning new skills anyway. So, right. But right. they're just starting from that place of power, right? Here's, right. here's who I am and what I can bring. Yeah. And, um, and they're leveraging it as a time to learn and grow. So they're not afraid of what's coming at them. They're really leaning into that and looking for opportunities to become better and to gain those new skills. And, you know, in the leader that's working at home, <laughs> a few things that they're doing to thrive in that mm -hmm. environment is they're really defining their space, right? So one of the things that is really important to working in a home environment is to have a space that is established for your work and just let that be known. This is my space, right? That I'm going to work from. And um, that's going to look different for different people, right? Some people have rooms they can go into. Some people already have some kind of office space. Others you're sitting at the kitchen table, 
right? Right. Yeah. But it's just about defining that space and going mm -hmm. to that space every day to do your work. Don't mm -hmm. don't move around to a lot of different spaces, right? When you have a defined space, it's easier to stay organized and to know that that's when I'm in this space, this is what I'm doing. Uh, the other is just adjusting the schedule, right? You mm -hmm. might have to right. get up at four in the morning to get some things done before the rest of the house wakes up. That's just going to be a reality for a bit of time, right? Or you may need, if you're a night owl, you may to just stay up a little bit later, right? To get a few things done when you have some quiet and the rest of the house is quiet. You just got to kind of decide, right? Those kinds of things or do your work when your kids are doing their schoolwork, right? Like every, it's work time for everybody. Schoolwork, work, work. <laughs> you just got to kind of figure it out, right? And Right, right. But these thriving leaders are doing that. They're just adjusting and they're mm -hmm. getting everybody on board and they're defining these spaces and times and they're coordinating, right? And communicating with the family, mm -hmm. right? Like here's what I need to do during this time. So here's what I need from you. Um, and then they're at the same time, they're just being flexible, right? Like we got dogs, we got kids and we're on calls. <laughs> you just acknowledge like, okay, folks, here's my life. Right. This, and, and you know, everybody's experiencing it. So that's the good thing. <laughs> You're not alone in that. right? That's right. That's right. It actually just makes it every, everything such a human experience. Well, it does. I, it's bringing I, our humanness it, out, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so the thriving leader, uh, taking action at home, um, first of all, they don't let uh, their home life go, right? It's at tension, right? So because of your accountabilities um, at work, and it can be really easy to still be focusing on work and everything going on in the work environment, but it's really being intentional about not letting your home life go and, um, you know, recognizing that you can't be an autopilot right now. You have to be present in both places. And um, finding new meaningful rituals for family and home right now. This has been kind of fun. It wasn't really planned, but Travis, Kevin, and I, Friday night's movie night now. We've watched movies every Friday night for the last few weeks, and um, we're really enjoying it. And we take turns picking the movies, and there could be different rituals that you, you, know, you haven't done or you did a long time ago. Um, the other thing I've been doing is I've got this really famous Girl Scout Girl Scout cookbook, and every week I make a recipe out of that cookbook that I haven't, well, you know me, Tracy, I haven't cooked in years. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be eating it, but you know. <laughs> Just teasing. <laughs> well, everybody's liking it, let me tell you. Well, that's good. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, it's always good to be grateful, right, for what you do have and in all this craziness. So, just develop the habit of being grateful for three, three things a day about your home now, your home situation, um, and what the pandemic is making possible that you couldn't even experience before. Right. And, uh, and like Tracy said, lean into the strengths of your family as well. You know, what are they good at? How can they help? Um, I've even rethought about how I delegate things um, under this current situation. So there's a lot of opportunity to take action um, on the home front as well. And while being home and working, um, you know, this kind of goes along with the space that Tracy talked about, but you do need to, you know, create boundaries for um, home time too, right? Can't be all work, which you can really have work creep into your home uh, too much. And so being, you know, paying attention to that um, and scheduling breaks, uh, meal times, um, walk times. I know a lot of the 
families and couples in our neighborhood, they have scheduled in walk times together during their work time at home. And uh, then coordinating, communicating needs with your family. You know, we've done check-ins in the work environment for years and um, check in with your family at the beginning of every day or maybe before you go to bed at night. What's your, what's your day like tomorrow? What calls do you have going on? Um, and, uh, like Tracy said, be flexible at home too, with, uh, each other, with your spouse, partner, children, animals, and that goes, those are important action steps for both, uh, you know, working at home and for being at home and working. So same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the big thing is just right. Managing the tension. That's what this is all about. Yeah. Right. And, uh, we know that the polarities are tensions and it's just all about managing leveraging, leaning in. And um, so I think, you know, it's a, just a, it's, it's not a long laundry list of things to do to get the best of both of these. It's really about one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Pick the one key action that you can take um, to help you manage the tension. What's one key thing at work that you can change or do that's going to help you? And what's one key thing at home that's going to help you get you know, do this dance right between the two. And uh, so it's just, it's just thinking about it and chunk it down. When you get advancements with that one thing, then move on to another thing, right? Just kind of take it easy, give yourself some grace, you know, just give yourself a little compassion and know this is a process and, um, and just lean into it in that way. And the other, I think is just, you know, you gotta, this, this is a unique situation, right? These are some new normals, right? Or normal for right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so just look at it through that lens. And not mm-hmm. everything has to remain permanent. Some things are just for now. And, uh, but just do what you have to do. And I think that, you know, uh, and you'll reevaluate as things begin to shift. Um, you know, we'll be reevaluating. And uh, so I think that's another thing to be thinking about. And, and the other thing is just, you know, just pause. And if you're a journaler, you know, journal. Um, do some reflection on what has this meant to you and what's the wisdom that's coming out of all of this uh, for you, you know, your obligation to balance work and home. This may be giving you new insights about some of your patterns, your habits, um, some things that you didn't realize, right? Because you're thrust into a new situation and it can give you insights into what you need to go forward. It can give you, you know, some insights about where you've been and, um, and what's important. So, you know, take, a, take the opportunity to at least reflect. And if you want to capture that, journal that down um, so that you can, um, you know, revisit this and think about this once we come out on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, because it's always, you know, I've been a journaler all my life, it seems like. And it really is amazing how much you forget when you're in, in a certain time in your life or you're having certain experiences. And so this, I know I've been journaling through this and it's, I I think it'll be really profound once you go back years, years later and read what you felt and what was happening in your life at this time. Well, I think too, you can just miss it. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. You know, I mean, the truth is we can just be in it right. and be missing this opportunity for growth, yeah. for evolution, for contemplation, yeah. for how it could change for the better. Like, you know, some people are missing that boat and I just mm-hmm. would encourage 
our listeners not to miss the boat, right? It, yeah. This is a this is a unique. It's a challenging, but it's a unique opportunity at the same time. You know, I kind of look at this whole thing as a reset. Like mm -hmm. the world is on reset right now, yeah. right? Like you just even hear about it. You know, the the um, how the pollution in China right has changed, even in LA. Yeah, there's no heavy dark fog you know, blanket of smog hanging over LA right now. Like we're, the world is healing. Things are changing yeah. and we yeah. could just be in it and miss it. So right. let's not do that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, because we could experience it differently to your point as yes. leaders, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we certainly feel the changes at Missing Logic and we've chosen to like pause and say, okay, what are we going to do? And we're making, we're making changes. Uh, Cause like, you know, we're not on the road presenting. We're not doing things that we had originally had our 2020 all planned out. <laughs> it kind of blew up. Yeah. <laughs> and but that uh, was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, but when you're overwhelmed, it can really feel like a crash and burn time, right? Yeah. That you've lost everything you were working toward towards, you know, there's a real grieving that's kind of happening for people too. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize that. Sure. And um, that, you know, it can feel like you, you have to sacrifice one over the other work over home or home over work. And it can, that could be something that you're experiencing if you're overwhelmed and um, also that you're, you're not in control. So, I'm going to suffer greatly because I'm not in control of my life like I was, you know, two months ago. And so pay attention to the stories you tell yourself, right? Yes. So there's different opportunities here because there is an opportunity to rise up, to thrive through this time and uh, to really look at it as a greater good and evolution. And, um, and so it's a, just come to that knowing right? Come to that knowing that it is time to step up as leaders and uh, ask, why am I here? What can I do? What's my contribution to all of this? And give yourself the space and time to imagine the best work home scenario that can come out of this whole COVID crisis, right? And the key is to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's a good point to stop and just imagine like, hmm, that's a great thought, Michelle. The other thing here too, just to recap, right? We know working home, it's not an either or choice. It never has been. It's never going to be. <laughs> nope. Right. And, um, and, you know, this tension is normal it's just really about leveraging it it always has been about leveraging it and it's just pause to take the actions that you need to take to get into the dance to do the dance to you know um, move between these two the best that you can and not let it overcome you um, it is, you know, both are equally important, even in the time of stress, right? Even in this, in these remote situations, in this, you know, unique time, 
Um, and so again, it's just the small steps, the small actions that you take to incrementally move yourself into that positive place where the tension is positive, not negative, where it's lifting you up, not draining you. Um, and, you know, we do that one moment at a time. So be present in the current moment. Give your attention to right now because we don't know what the next five hours are going to bring. We don't know what the next day is going to bring. We don't know what the next week, the next month. We can't worry about that. Stay in the now. Focus your attention in the now. What can I do today to have, you know, strength at home and strength at work? right? What can I do mm -hmm. to thrive in both of these environments just today? Then evaluate tomorrow, tomorrow, right? Based on what shows up. Um, and just, you know, going through this is going to build the resiliency, right? And in the, the, you know, keeping that attention to both just being in the dance, recognizing there are going to be days where home is going to need more of your attention than work is, or when work is going to need more than home is, and just be in the dance and move through both together. That is going to really help you leverage the possibilities, build your resilience as you move through this, you know, and be that really thriving, resilient leader and family member, you know, at this yeah. critical time. Right. Right. Such great advice, Tracy. And uh, before we sign off today, we want to invite you to join our private Facebook group we put together. Um, it's called the Resilient and Balanced Healthcare Leader Community. And even though we haven't physically been with leaders around the country, we have been Zooming with them. <laughs> and it's not uncommon for us to hear from a fellow leader that, you know, it's really lonely in this crisis as a leader because you're caring so much. And that was the reason we started the Facebook uh, community. And you can find it at going to our Missing Logic LLC Facebook page. And there's a view, a join group, visit group, excuse me, visit group button that you can click on. And we're having leaders from all over the country join in and sharing. We're doing the dance together, I guess you could say. And we're really giving each other tips and encouragement and support. And uh, if you haven't joined yet, we would really like for you to join. And one thing for sure, Tracy, Facebook usage is up these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, people want to connect, right? I people, know. <laughs> people want connection. And sometimes people find it easier to share their experience with people they don't know than people they do know. And that's just yep. a reality, right? And yep, yep. what's important is that as leaders, you have a safe place um, to share the ups and downs of the experience that you're having and to lean into other colleagues who are going through it at the same time, right? We're in it together, right? right. And uh, our goal was just to create that kind of space and to support you and lift you up as much as we possibly can during this time. So please join us. We'd love to get to know you and support you. Absolutely. So that's a wrap, folks. It's been great being with you again. And until next time, we'll, we are going to sign out. Yeah. So be safe, take care, and stay healthy. Our hearts are filled with gratitude for everyone on the front lines during this pandemic. You're truly heroes. We also know that the healthcare leaders are making significant sacrifices and facing unprecedented challenges as they work to serve their communities and keep their staff safe. And we want to do what we can to support you. To that end, we're hosting a three-part virtual webinar series. 
The series is titled Rising Up Above the Crisis as a Resilient Healthcare Leader. The series begins Wednesday, May 6th at 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time and will continue until May 20th. If you are an overwhelmed leader experiencing increasing tensions between work and home, feeling stuck and unable to see beyond the immediate crisis, yet wanting to rise above it all and not only survive but thrive during this time, then this webinar series is for you. For more details and to register, visit our website, missinglogic.com backslash new dash events. Thanks as always for listening to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. We'd love to hear and answer your questions. If you have questions, you can email us at questions at missinglogic.com and we may include your question in a future episode. You can find show notes and links at our website, www.missinglogic.com forward slash podcast. If you're the kind of leader who wants to help others, then share this podcast with your peers and other healthcare leaders. We're certain if you found value in it, they will too. Please share this on your social media channels and leave us a review in iTunes. If you don't know how to leave a review, you can find instructions on our website at www.missinglogic.com forward slash podcast.